Hi everybody, my name is Borg and welcome to episode 1 of the Wrestling.blog podcast. Uh, this is being recorded on Monday the 11th of December 2017 and we've only got one piece of news to talk about today and that is in relation to Rich Swan. Rich Swan is a 205 Live superstar who is, a, is now a former uh, Cruiserweight champion. <coughs> And he's in the news. If you haven't read any wrestling news over the weekend, you've been missing out. Rich Swan has been arrested for battery and kidnap slash false imprisonment in in jo- in Florida. Sorry, I was going to say Georgia. It's actually Florida. Um, it was first reported on a couple of different sites um, and then I investigated myself and it turned out to be all true and correct with a, even a mugshot of a rich swan. You couldn't you couldn't say it wasn't him. It definitely is. Um, and, the, and today, um, Monday, the 11th of December, we got the arrest report that was... Um, that was submitted from the uh, Gainesville Police Department, I think it was, in Florida. Uh, I could be totally wrong here. Um, but the details are, to go through, you know, some basic details, of some information about him. Um, he was arrested at 1.33, or was checked in at 1.33, but I believe he was arrested at like 12 o'clock or something like that. The full document, there's about three pages of document, although it's not that long, um, with details as to um, what happened in this particular case. And it reads, on the above day and time, at the above location, the victim and defendant were engaged in an argument I must point out the victim in this is his wife, Vanara Riggs. Um, they've only been married for approximately nine months, uh, according to the information I have. He's been married to her for nine months. Uh, both the victim and defendant are professional wrestlers, and the victim had just put on a show at eight seconds in downtown Gainesville. I'm not sure what the eight seconds were. Uh, refers to it could be a location i'm not sure the defendant was critiquing the victim's performance and began getting very angry with her the victim got scared that the argument was going to escalate and got out of the car in the area of 2400 southeast hawthorne road the defendant stopped his vehicle in the middle of traffic and the victim jumped out the defendant gave chase and yelled for the victim to get back in the car the victim told the defendant that she did not want to get back into the car as she continued to walk away. The defendant then grabbed the victim by her arm and then around her neck with his arm. He placed her in a headlock and dragged her back to her, their vehicle. The victim screamed for help as the defendant pushed her into the car. Witness number one, who I'm not going to name in this podcast, observed this happen and called the LEA. Law enforcement agency, I would say. Witness 1 said that she saw the defendant chase after the victim and put her in a headlock and shove her back into the car while she screamed for help. Witness 1 said that 
The victim was beaten on the window screaming for help as they drove away again. Witness 1 said that the victim seemed very afraid of the defendant and was trying to get away from him. Witness 2 observed a vehicle driven by the defendant driving erratically in the area of 1500 East University Avenue. Witness 2 saw the victim jump out of the vehicle while it was moving and run away. Witness 2 saw the defendant get out of the car while it was still moving and chase after the victim. The car was not in park and continued to, the, continued to roll until it hit a telephone pole on the corner of Northeast 15th Street and East University Avenue. The victim stated that she was afraid of the defendant because he had a temper sometimes. She said she was trying to f- get away from him because she was scared that the argument would escalate into physical violence. The victim said that the defendant grabbed her by the arm and pulled her back into the car even though she did not want to go with him. The victim said she told the defendant to pull over so she could get away, so she could get out but he refused to do so and she ended up jumping out while the vehicle was still slowly moving. Post Miranda, the defendant stated that he did not grab the victim and put her in the car. The defendant stated that she got in the car on her own and he never physically touched her. The defendant said he was just trying to get home and she had the phone with the GPS on it so he needed her to come with him. The victim and the defendant had been in a relationship for approximately five years and had been married for nine months. And that's the document. So... He's obviously denying the charges. He's denying the charges that is being put forward here. He says that he never done that. And yet two people and her said that he um, had done this. This is very interesting. And I am actually just found some more information... Um, okay, so there's more information that we just got today. Uh, I didn't actually see this, so let me just read through this. Uh, it's from the state of Florida. I believe he's been, yeah, request for release on signature bond. Richard Swan, uh, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, no. Right, so... Okay. So, Swan has been released from police custody on Sunday under the terms that he does not have direct or indirect hostile contact with his wife. Um, Now, since then, WWE has suspended Rich Swan uh, pending further investigation and... Uh, the match that was scheduled for tonight's Monday Night Raw, which was Richard Swan or Rich Swan versus Drew Gulak, will not go ahead. Um, the full release is on Heal by Nature's Twitter account, but it's really just saying uh, that he can't, uh, you know, he can't get, he can't basically approach or he can't be in contact with Vanara Ross for this time or Vanara Riggs. Apologies for the butcher. Um, yeah, there's, um, 
a lot of controversy there. Um, would she press charges, given that she knows that he has a temper? I don't know. It's very, very hard to say. Um, I don't know. I like to. I, I would like to give him the benefit of the doubt, but given the circumstances and how severe this sounds, I'm. I'm actually no. I I think he may need some jail time for this, or maybe some disciplinary action of some description. I really don't know. Right. Um. Before I go, I might as well talk about a couple of things while I'm here. This is a podcast, so might as well talk about a couple of th- other things. Um, Chris Jericho made a surprise appearance at the New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League Finals. Uh, Kenny had just won his match. Um, and there was a vignette of Chris Jericho, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. And the lights went off, the lights came back, and it was Chris Jericho straight into a code breaker picked up the uh new japan pro wrestling uh, united states championship smacked kenny with it which busted him open and then just went plummeting with it um he also hit a code breaker on one of the commentators dan callis uh, or don callis i hope i have that pronounced right but uh no he didn't bust him open uh, but it, I think it was an absolutely fantastic. It's all on YouTube. Just search for Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, um, and just filter it by the last 48 to 72 hours, whatever the case may be. And f- uh, another story we have here The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, has announced that they are expecting a second child and thus a second girl. Um. The Rock took to Instagram today to announce that uh, about an hour ago, as as of time of this recording, um, that L- uh, Lauren and Dwayne will be expecting their second child, and it being a girl. So congratulations to Dwayne and Lauren on that. Um, I suppose one um is this something to talk about? I've got a couple of things here. Uh, and a big update on the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, it was announced today that there will be a match between Braun Strowman and Kane, and the winner of that will face Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble for the Universal Title. That is huge. Um, Kian, I here's the thing, I can I can see Kian going for it. I can see Kian winning it, but I can't see Kian knocking Brock Lesnar off. It's freaking Brock Lesnar. You cannot. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Um, that's that's pretty big, and uh, also. It appears um, that Roman Reigns will be defending his Intercontinental Championship against Cesaro. Um, that's going to be interesting, given that he is the Raw Tag Team. I think he is. I may be wrong. Um, I've been out of the actual 
tightness of the WWE now in the past couple of days. Um, I've been away and that. Uh, yeah, so Cesaro could be a two a double champion by the end of the night. Uh, yeah, that's not great. So uh, that'd be bad for Roman Reigns um, if he was to win against Cesaro, but I I I I don't know. Um, yeah, and that's really I've really got nothing much to say. A lot of him and Han here. Um, this is this is gonna be a big big night. A couple of big nights now. We got Raw tonight in just a couple of hours, and um. We've also got SmackDown tomorrow night. I will probably be doing a video tomorrow night if I can remember to do it. Uh, of a recap of Raw from uh, tonight. Uh, guys, if you have any questions, please leave them in the comments of this blog or this forum thread. And thank you all so much for listening to episode one of the Wrestling Podcast. I hope to be doing these a bit more and gain a bit more confidence in actually doing these and we may even do some other podcasts in the future folks thank you all so much for listening i'll talk to you next time bye bye hey everyone my name is porg and welcome to episode two of the wrestling.blog podcast this episode is a special episode as we predict wwe clash of champions pay-per-view this is the first audio version of the predictions the full text will be available uh, alongside this post which has m sort of a bit of a conciser version of it but this here will be the full-on version a few matches on for sunday night um we have one two three four five six seven matches on this card and we'll we'll just jump straight into it we have zach Ryder versus mojo raleigh on the pre-show um we knew that this was go this match was going to happen but i I honestly I hate when people get shoved to the pre-show. I know you have you got to have some pre-show matches, but Jesus, could you not find someone better that's not on in the television feud, like already on main event feud or something like that? Just get them on there. Zack Ryder versus Mojo Rawley. Um, I think that like we knew this was going to happen for a while. We knew that this was going to happen after Mojo won the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania, and Zack Ryder just being talent enhancing at this point he's done enough that he can with uh mojo rawley so now they've split i like uh, like honestly i like to see zach Ryder gaining a proper uh, getting a proper title run he had that one night intercontinental championship reign um which i think was an absolute farce it was just absolutely ridiculous by wwe to implement yeah i'm not really too happy about that so my vote for this is zach Ryder. he comes out on top of this entire feud but Mojo Rawley is going to come back as a monster, monster heel going for it. And I like to see him going for the for the WWE Championship down the line. But Zack Ryder for a United States Championship place against Baron Corbin. Hopefully at the Rumble. Hopefully at WrestleMania. The next match that we have is Brizango versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Of uh, So we have Fandango and Tyler Breeze versus Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. These two, th sorry, these four guys have just been unstoppable lately. I I'm going to have to say Bludgeon Brothers for this one because they were killing people in squash matches. Like you see Colin Delaney and the other guy came back this week on SmackDown Live. They're just going to dominate the tag team division. 
you know, it's obviously going to be a squash match for them. Fandango and Tyler Breeze doesn't really care. Um, but I like to see Fandango or Breezango doing a little bit more now coming into the Rumble, coming into WrestleMania. I like to see them getting an opportunity at the tag titles. I would. I'm going to predict this now at the Rumble. I'm gonna. I'm gonna predict a tag match between the Usos and uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. So that should be very very good. Moving on to Triple Threat. Um, for the United States Championship, Baron Corbin is going to defend his United States title against Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, like, what happened to him? Came up, he was NXT champion, he dropped the title, he went to SmackDown, and he's just been a jobber, basically. I don't want Baron to have the title going into 2018. I honestly don't. I don't like Baron Corbin overall. Like, yes, I get he's a heel, but he's just, like, he has deep six and end of days. That's the only good things about him. Other than that, he's absolutely boring to watch. I can't stand any of his matches. Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, yes, they're very, very good. I like to give it to Dolph because he's such on a good heel run recently, and then it sort of just phased that out. I like to see Dolph Ziggler having a good heel run with that title going into Rumble, going into WrestleMania. We'll go with the tag match. It's a fatal four-way tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Usos defending against the New Day, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, and Rusev and Aiden English. So there's a lot going on here. Nine guys in here, because why not? 2v2, v2, v3. Obviously, one of them's going to have to sit out, probably Kofi or Xavier's going to be sitting this one out. Hopefully, maybe. I don't know. But a failed four-man match for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. I think all of them are great at the moment. Um, It's hard to decide of who is to get it. My prediction... My prediction for this is going to be Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable. Shelton Benjamin is back in the WWE. I'd like to see him get it. And my underdog would be Rusev and Ian English because they've been on such a great role recently. Usos, no fault to them, and neither does New Day. Like the tag titles have been switching between them for quite a bit, um, about a month or two ago. So I'd like to see their titles going on to either Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable as a as my primary pick. If they if they don't get it, I'd like to see Rusev and Ian English getting it. Women's division, we have a lumberjack match. It is Charlotte Flair defending her title against Natalia in a rematch. So Natalia's invoking her rematch clause. It's a bit of a tricky one. You can't really have a lumberjack match with only like a handful of women. Unless they're going to pull some stars in from NXT or something like that. Now, do you know what's going to happen? The Riot Squad's going to come in and interfere in the match. Because that's the whole point of this. They're going to interfere with the match. Like they need this heel run. And actually, if I see this, if I see this happening, where Riot Squad inter- interfere with the match, DQs, the match gets thrown out, I like to see Charlotte Flair defend the tail against Ruby Riot at Royal Rumble. That would be awesome. Please let that happen, WWE. Let Ruby Riot go up against Charlotte Flair for the title. Right, one of the main event matches, which I am not even sure what to think of. I have to. I haven't. No, to be honest, I haven't watched this week's SmackDown Live. That, that's what I'll say. I haven't watched SmackDown Live, but looking at this graphic, it's so bloody weird. It's yeah, I get the whole yep movement that uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will be doing. So it's it's a match. It's Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, with special guest referees Shane McMahon, the Commissioner of SmackDown Live, and Daniel Bryan, the 
um, general manager for SmackDown Live. What is this? What is this match? It's like, you look at this graphic and you're like, what's going on here? Like, I get there was a bit of beef between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and the commissioner and Daniel Bryan. Uh, I know Daniel, sorry, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens don't like Shane McMahon. Daniel Bryan has other thoughts about them. Shane McMahon likes the uh, Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. They've really got nothing to do with this feud. If everything was aligned properly, like if the story had went a different way, I would like to have seen Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. Obviously, Daniel Bryan's not cleared to wrestle. We don't know about that. He may be. Who knows? My prediction for this is going to be a DQ and bonus points if Daniel gets involved. So it's going to be a DQ, Daniel Bryan's going to get involved. Um, that's my prediction. And then we have the main event. It's a rematch clause match. This thing is going to be born. The WWE Champion AJ Styles defending against Jinder Mahal. I think Jinder's reign is over. Jinder is going to lose this match without a shadow of a doubt. You want to go into the turn of the year with a champion that everyone is behind. And that is AJ Styles. He is he's literally a fierce a he a fierce champion? This is this is rare. And for a fierce champion to be in forefront of WWE going into twenty eighteen is huge. It's massive. So my pick is AJ Styles to win the WWE championship match against Jinder Mahal. I can't say like this whole pay per view like I get that they're doing the whole monthly pay per view. I just cannot get behind it. Like yes, they've been doing it now for about two years, but Jesus these matches are really, really terrible. That like just the matchups. Like, if you take away all the crap matches, what have you got? You have AJ Styles, Jinder Mahal, whatever shit match. Charlotte versus Natalia. It's a rematch clause match. Who cares? Whatever. The tag match. Okay, that's an interesting match. I'm actually looking forward to that match to the tag team match. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton whatever like we know what this feud's going to do there's going to be a dq like we know what's going to happen this may be an interesting one to watch but eh. united states title match i can't give a shit about the u.s title i cannot give a shit about it i cannot give a fucking crap about it brizango and bludgeon brothers what if this is on the pre-show i'm gonna be mad that's probably not it's probably gonna be the first match in the card or a filler match and Mojo Rawley and Zack Ryder. Actually, to be honest, WWE should be a little bit smarter about this. Put Brizango and the Bludgeon Brothers on the pre-show and put Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley on the main show. That is what they should do. Because, really, what are we getting out of this for? Like, There's a story, there's a proper story behind Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley that deserves the main show. The Bludgeon Brothers and Brizango are nothing. That, that That's a squash match. We know that's going to be over and done in five minutes. You could easily put that in the pre-show. But decide not to. Like, I get they're trying to... I, I don't know what WWE... WWE is doing weird shit at the minute. And um, it's not going well for WWE, to be honest with you. Like, it could be better. Yes, it could be better. But it's it's just being terrible. It's like this pay- whole pay per view, the dual pay per view stuff. It's uh, like pay per view every month. 
that's terrible. That is absolutely terrible. We need to go back to the way that we had it. One pay per view a month, both brands. Can we please do that? Like I get we have the big five now. You know, you have Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam and Survivor Series. But Jesus, that's ridiculous. That's such a poor, poor card. Like here, it's no fault of the talent. The talent's fine. You know, you can't have anything better than shit. Like fucking AJ Styles and Jinder Mahal in a championship match. It's just the booking on these is absolutely terrible. The talent's great. They're just book shit. Like, what is Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura going to get out of this? Absolutely nothing. They're getting nothing out of this match. In fact, it's going to hurt them more than anything. That's just a bit of a rant for myself. I'll be back on Sunday night. Will I be back Sunday night? Yes, I will. I will be back Sunday night to do a live stream of this. Details of which are going to go up on my Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash pfwrestling. That's P-F-W-R-E-S-S-L-I-N-G. And for full details of uh, that live stream that we're going to be doing. And it's going to be embedded on uh, wrestling.blog. That's W-R-E-S-S-L-I-N-G dot blog. Um, folks, thank you all so much for watching. If you want to discuss this, head over to the wrestling community. W-R-E-S-S-L-I-N-G dot community. That's wrestling dot community. Alright folks, thank you all so much for listening to episode 2 of the Wrestling Blog Podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye bye. 3, 2, 1. Hi everybody, my name is Porig from Wrestling.blog and I want to talk to you today about the last couple of weeks of Monday Night Raw. When I seen... The events of what happened last week were Drake Maverick took Bobby Roode's robe, brought it to the back, stuck it in a toilet, flushed it and then peed on it. I was I was like, you've just got to stop. You have to say, when is it too much? Why is it like this? Like, WWE at its forefront is supposed to be about entertainment and primarily about the sport that it is. And that is wrestling. So far, this year, it's, and it always has been about the promos, but more so in the last few months, it's all about piss jokes and poop jokes and it's just not fun anymore and that was translated again last night when on Monday Night Raw they had a segment uh, with Bailey and Sasha doing a Q&A fan Q&A they've never done this before and it was probably obvious that the people that were being or that were asking questions were plants but the whole segment was such a cringe and i was like how can anybody watch this it was so piss poor it was terrible 
And that's when, like two weeks ago, last week, I was like, you know, this is going to take a week off. I can't deal with this. And I was about to do the Monday Night Raw one and then I was watching back and I was like, no, I don't want to even do anything about this. It's so terrible. And there was a tweet. It was um, it was highlighted on Coldaholics WTF moments from Monday Night Raw. And it was the bit at the end that um, someone had tweeted and had done the timings for everything. And that there was only, in the three hours of WWE Monday Night Raw that there was, there was only little over half an hour of actual wrestling bell to bell. That's terrible for a wrestling show you only have half an hour in the three hour time slot that you have something needs to be done now i will admit last week's monday night raw was written and mostly produced by vince mcmahon by the sounds of things it was also the same thing this week and it's just showing that Vince still does not get it. He's still in this 70s, 80s, 90s mentality that, you know, poop jokes and fart jokes and all this shit is still a thing that could be sold to the kids today. It's not. It's embarrassing. And to the more hardcore fans, it's it's a it's embarrassing. It's a slap to the face. It's it's disappointing for everyone involved and I don't feel sorry at all towards Vince I feel sorry for the superstars involved like I hate to be the guy that had to come up to Drake Maverick and was like Drake you're going to take Bobby Roode's code you're going to put it in the toilet and pee on it if that was me I'd be like hang on I thought this was a wrestling show but then Vince like, ha ha ha, no, you're going to like it. You're going to love it. Get in there and pay on the robe. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. It's crazy. Anyway, that is why I didn't do uh, so about last night for Monday Night Raw for the last two weeks. And why I haven't done any content the last week. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully now... Next week with the go home show, it could be a slightly bit better. We can hype up TLC and have a great old time. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, probably not. Anyway, follow me on Twitter, d- twitter.com forward slash wrestling underscore so that's w-r-e-s-s-l-i-n-g underscore and of course follow us on instagram at wrestling.blog that's w-r-e-s-s-l-i-n-g dot b-l-o-g thank you very much hey everybody this is a quick update podcast i didn't think i was actually going to be making another one of these so soon i even detailed in the post yesterday on the site 
that this was going to be the one and only blog post podcast for 2018 and i was wrong i was wrong here is another one i can't be arse typing because it's like 20 past 11 i'm tired i just want to get this done at least if i have an audio version it's out there couple of pieces to report um first of all sad news that they of the death of of um larry henning if you don't know who he is he is the grandfather for curtis axel and the father of mr perfect larry has uh, been a four-time awa world tag team champion uh once with duke hoffman but the other three reigns with the wwe hall of fame or hardy race he also seen other success as well in the nwa uh winning the pacific northwest tag team championship and the world tag team championship moving on becky lynch has been sort of cleared but not clear but maybe cleared probably will be competing next sunday but um yeah becky lynch has been cleared from the concussion that she suffered at the hands of naya jackson uh the the monday before survivor series and but she has not been cleared from the quote-unquote broken face or the broken nose that we know of um but she's set to return on sunday next sunday night at tlc pay-per-view and finally the report about uh, what happened on Monday Night Raw about three hours before, three or so hours before the show actually aired, Vince McMahon changed the entire show, and that's why we've seen a sort of a lackluster show this week, uh, which only <laughs> it only adds fuel to the fire that Vince is coming up with these at very short notice putting them together sticking them together with a bit of salad tape and say right that's it we're doing that show for three hours and it didn't really work out unfortunately um so hopefully this is lesson learned and that there should be more than one writer at a time when vince is not available maybe 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 have a team of writers who can put up who can like produce a quality show every single week and not the same garbage that we've been suffering for the last six months I don't know. Anyway, that has been my quick little update. I'll put this as a little podcast, I suppose, on the website on Resin.blog. And remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and any other place that we have a feed. If you have a feed aggregator, like an RSS feed aggregator, search for Resin, and we'll be there, probably. Or you can just go to Resin.blog slash RSS, and you can go that way. Anyway, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.